Welcome to the Creative Tools podcast. My name is Ashay and I'm immensely passionate about using technology for creativity. On this podcast, I talk to various creators about what tools and technology they use to be creative. My guest today is Mukund Marathi. Mukund is one of the founding members of California Arts Association, also called Kala, that was founded in 2002 to produce, present and preserve the rich cultural heritage of performing arts from India. Mukund has directed, acted in and translated more than 50 plays in Marathi, Hindi and English over the years for various community theater groups such as Kala and Natak. Doing theater is the most creatively satisfying activity that helps to keep a balance between otherwise busy career and family obligations says Mukun an accountant by profession Mukun has been extremely passionate about intelligent theater Hello Mukun how are you Good how are you Ashay Thanks a lot for visiting my podcast Sure So uh, let's dive right in. Uh, my first question is, what do you create? So I am associated with uh, California Arts Association, and uh, I create plays for both stage as well as online. And in online, they are either live or they are pre-recorded and edited. So when you say create, do you direct them? I do direct them. I sometimes uh, also do translations from uh, English plays into either Hindi or in Marathi. Okay. All right. And uh, I also act in them. Okay. All right. So uh, I think we are talking uh, uh, I'm talking to you in the capacity of a theater director today. So uh, in directing process um so in i'm a filmmaker so in my filmmaking process there are usually three steps uh, pre production production and post production so just like that in creation uh, i want to kind of gear the discussion for these three phases so for the first phase of pre creation before you start creating or before you start directing um, do you uh, do you get inspired by something do you record your inspirations and how do you retrieve those inspirations when you create so mostly uh, the inspiration comes from reading about a a play either it is uh, uh, being produced and performed on stage and uh, because of the technology now you get a chance to read about it so if you find something interesting uh, or if you have watched a play in english uh and you find it very interesting and very uh generic in the sense that it is not constrained to a certain uh, segment of the audience that it is a universal theme then uh, the next step would be to obtain the script of that and there are some uh, clearing houses in uh, the US like dramatist inc or broadway inc uh, they are uh, keeping all the scripts on their website that you can actually download uh, and read and then they also are the clearing house for obtaining permission from the playwright and uh, giving the honorarium and everything so that is i would say is the starting process that you have read about something or you have watched something that you find interesting enough that um, that you want to create it yourself for your audience 
so has it ever happened with you that you read something uh and then you want to uh, uh create a play uh from it directed but then the actual creation uh is years later so it's it's not it's not you read something like many many years ago and then now you think that okay the, now it's time to take on that challenge has it ever happened like that or you always read and then create right away no it happens all the time it's okay. like a uh, number of plays that i have watched while i was in india and it had stuck in my head uh, that okay this is something that's a, it's a good theme uh, there was one play called sahul which was loosely based on uh, indecent proposal and uh, it, it had stuck in my head after having watched in 1998 but it took until sometime in 2010s uh, that i created it uh, for stage so, so it does happen that uh, that it takes many many years so how did you retrieve that inspiration like how did you uh, was it just based on your memory that uh, you you thought in 2010 uh, how did it come to you years later that you I think it is uh, the the trigger for that was finding the a, a couple that was very good in in acting so once i met them and uh, found out that they would be ideal uh, that was the trigger to uh, bring it back uh, and, and mm. decide to actually present it mm. okay uh do you do you keep notes at all like when you let's say this tahul play that you were talking about you when you uh, watched it back in india uh, had you made notes about it somewhere physically or it was just in your head it was just in the memory okay okay uh, but in general do you make notes of when you see something that's inspiring uh if i see something uh or if i read about it i do uh download and keep it like uh, there is there was a story in uh, san jose mercury news that i haven't yet converted into a play but i have the the clipping of that and i read it from time to time just to remind me that hey this is something that was uh, that you had in mind of of producing it was a very interesting story of a woman uh that met her son that was given away um uh, because uh, he was born out of wedlock and mm. he was given away at that time and uh her daughters uh eventually made sure that the mom and her first son uh they are reunited and he was a uh, he was working in a casino in las vegas so they took a trip with the mom and uh, I, it just the visual of that that meeting of the son after so many years that was stuck in my head so i kept the press clipping uh, so i will work on it at some point so but then uh, ha- has it ever happened with you that you uh, encounter let's say a creative block and you can't find your own inspiration that you have recorded uh, many years ago uh it's it's very likely i mean i have i have a story that uh, i want to convert into i mean there are a couple of stories that i want to convert uh into a film and i start writing uh and then i get to a point and it happens that okay well 
having not actually lived in that situation it's hard to come up with uh, further ideas to take the story forward i have just a general outline that i want um uh, to make a film out of but that has i mean i've written pages after pages and it hasn't gone anywhere so it does happen but then uh, when you write uh, this do you write by hand like it's a handwritten note or is it on the computer uh it when uh, when i wrote it it was it was by hand i mean i wasn't uh, the the marathi text wasn't so common uh, mm. in the computer so you can imagine how many years ago i have written it and mm. still waiting to actually produce it mm. okay okay um so th- i kind of understood uh, about how do you record your inspiration uh i want to touch a little bit about retrieving it again so uh, one example that you gave was you found a couple who could act uh, uh and that was your uh, trigger point to retrieve the inspiration that you had um you had recorded in your memory uh, many many years ago but then uh, would that always be the case uh, where you would find someone who would fit the role that you are thinking about and then that would be a trigger for you to retrieve the inspiration or there would be some other instances or other stories no not not always just finding the right people to do it is sometimes the impetus is uh, uh, a major event that is happening like we have a convention of uh, brahman maharashtra mandal that happens mm. every other year and that's a major event where 4 5000 people from all over north america gather uh, so something like that that uh, when a uh, convention was happening in los angeles uh, we decided that we were going to produce uh, another play that i had seen many years ago called teen paisa ta tamasha and that required like 40 50 people on stage it was perfect for a convention mm. type setting where there are 4000 people in the audience and mm. uh, that was the reason why i decided to produce it and what's your organization process for recording this inspiration is it uh, i mean the handwritten notes are one thing but then for the uh, the clip that you just mentioned about sanose mercury uh, news is it just is it is it downloaded on your machine and kept it there or you tag it um how do you how do you organize in in both ways i mean if it is something that is now available for download then i will download it uh, this particular press clipping uh, uh, it was sanose mercury i didn't have the uh, online subscription for sanose oh, okay. mercury news so it's a press clipping <laughs> that <laughs> okay, i have okay. kept uh, and it is turning yellow now so i know <laughs> that it has been many many years ago and that needs to be worked on oh, okay okay All right so now let's uh, turn towards actually creating the play so um, so i will tell you what i feel uh, i mean what i have experienced uh, in creations and tell me if you resonate with that or is if there is a completely different process that's perfectly okay to as well so in the actual creation there are two major steps that happen one is building a prototype of what you want to create and that prototype could be in any form like for films it would be a storyboard um for plays it could be a structure of the play on paper something like that i mean i i uh, that that's one thing and then 
while building the prototype the creation actually gets formed in your head first than in in physically in front of you so then the, the next step is usually uncovering what you have in front of you to reach the creation that you have in your head like for example uh, when i make films there is like uh, this mess of audio and video clips and i know the film is there i'm seeing in my head all i need to do is uncover it by making a choice between okay should i use this should i use this to uh, reach my final destination um, do you also uh, feel a similar experience or is there any other experience that so it is it is very similar only thing is that you don't have uh, anything recorded it happens right. over time uh, so for a play the my starting point is i have a sketch of the stage setup in my mind okay. that there are going to be two doors one on the uh, stage right one at the back there is going to be a staircase for going up there is going to be a sofa here and a chair here so that uh, gets built into my head initially that how how is the stage setup going to be mm -hmm. and then uh, i would start the re i would of course have auditions and select actors and start rehearsals so the rehearsals is uh, similar to a filmmaker having bunch of footage mm. uh, in front mm. of him and he knows that he, as at the end of the rehearsal i know that okay the the play is coming together but every rehearsal i give a uh, freedom to the actor uh, to start doing it differently and to get under the skin of their character mm. and when i see uh, what i have in mind in in a particular rehearsal i tell them okay now is the this is what i want mm. and freeze to that uh, so that in the subsequent rehearsals they will continue until then they have the freedom of trying different things huh. of portraying their role and then as you get closer to the performance obviously we have what we call as run throughs which may be similar to editing of mm. a film uh, that the run throughs there is uh, then no change i mean you are just doing performing performing right. performing and uh, keeping only what you need in the final presentation and mm. uh, that's how uh, the process works is uh, i start with a sketch i do the rehearsals and then through that i get everyone come up to the point what i have in mind for each of the characters so this is really good because i think when you do the sketch of the uh, of the stage uh, in front of you that's kind of like making a decision on uh, what you you think the the prototype of uh, of your play would be and then when you are doing rehearsals uh, you allow actors to give you a choice on what you you um, uh, for you to reach your own creation in your head and then once they once they offer you these choices then you select one so it's now not a decision it's it's a choice that mm -hmm. uh, that you present uh, you create an opportunity to give you uh, for the actors to give you a choice uh, that 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 choose so it's a decision based uh, building a prototype and choice based shaping a prototype and yes. th those are those are the two things okay great. yeah and i explain to them what i have in mind but i can't tell them right uh, okay this is the way i want i want them to come 
uh, with their own thoughts because I may not have thought everything. Right. So that is the difference probably that the filmmaker has thought everything in his head. And uh, so, and of course, the prototype may change. I mean, I may have right. a sketch uh, that I have got, and I say, hey, this is not working in terms of the blocking of the play. Yeah. Uh, this is constantly getting uh, uh, all the action is happening on one side of the stage or the other yeah, side yeah, of the yeah. stage, and then you will change. Uh, but at least I need to have a starting point as to what I have in mind. Uh, okay. So I think uh, I mean one of the one of the things of uh, one of the differences i feel in building prototype for theater and film is for theater you build a prototype of space because the space mm-hmm. is constant mm-hmm. for film you build a prototype of time because you go through different times in uh, in the chronological order of scenes and then the, and the space is variable because you could shoot in like different Anywhere. spaces yeah. but the the time uh, prototype is important time structure is important whereas in uh, theater i think the space structure is very uh, very prominent and very um, important to look at uh, so with the sketch that you just mentioned uh, do you um, do you draw it by hand or do you use any tools to do that mostly by hand uh, sometimes i have used uh, shapes uh, that are in uh, uh, microsoft word or other places like if there is a table then i will just draw take a shape from there and, and drop it into the sketch but mostly by hand do you uh, kind of like build a 3d a structure on a desktop or something uh, i mean not not i'm not talking digital i'm talking like um, what we call nepathya right so you you uh, do you build like a scale replica of of the stage somehow i mean have you done that before yes i have i have done that especially when we are uh, using different uh, heights of risers then yeah. i take a index card and cut it and right. uh, make it like a different uh, height of a riser and say okay you step down from here to here and to here and then I can play around with those uh, uh, physical blocks of index cards and move them around to see how the structure will appear uh, on stage. So I'm so how, how important is this pre-visualization to you? Is it, I, is it really I think it is very important I mean uh, I I couldn't start with a blank stage <laughs> and uh, nobody has any idea as to where they are entering from where they are exiting and i think uh-huh. so i need to have that uh, idea and sometimes uh, i mean people uh, when i'm doing auditions i try to set up the stage as right. i have in mind and i say okay you're performing in that space and people find it very interesting that I had already uh, idea of the set in mind because if I want somebody talking on the phone, then I need to have uh, a uh, a desk or something that has a phone on it so that uh, they can audition with a real prop and I can mm. see them doing that. Mm. Interesting, very interesting. Um, and then, so now let's talk about post creation. So now the now the play uh, is directed. Everyone knows what they have to do. Uh, how do you release this creation into the world? How do you distribute it and how do you market it? Yeah, so I would like to go back uh, to the creation phase because for the on stage is what we talked about. The online 
is oh, okay, uh, sure. what was uh, made possible because of covid uh, fortunately or unfortunately uh, that uh, we had to adapt and mm. change our presentations to online so for the online um, uh, creations uh, there were number of tools that i i uh, had to use to make it interesting for people watching from home uh, so there were two types of online presentation one was pre-recorded and edited and just the final product release and one was live uh, live streamed so live streamed was a very interesting thing that i learned a lot uh, about uh, doing a live stream and obs is one software which is uh, mm. like a godsend that it has a, uh, like a tv studio setup you can give input from two cameras mm. and so we we would set up two cameras uh, at two different angles because the way that i have structured the play in terms of actions i want sometimes the the cameras to be going closer sometimes taking a wide shot and giving that feed and ob on uh, since i have directed the play i exactly know which shot which camera shot i want to show hmm. to uh, to the viewer so i will be sitting on the obs as the ed, uh, live editor, editor and i will choose it between the program and the preview uh, two cameras so obs was uh, one great thing uh, that made it possible for doing and we did number of uh, uh, plays uh, which were live streamed uh, and I used OBS for that purpose and uh, for the pre-recorded ones Adobe has two excellent uh, softwares uh, the pre uh, premiere elements and the Photoshop elements are the ones that I use and it is just amazing that for such a nominal cost so much technology <laughs> is made available by Adobe because I may not have even used 5% mm. of the technology yeah, that yeah. is in Premiere Elements and Photoshop Elements. But even with that, I am able to create something that is gripping and people find it professionally done. Uh, so those two are, are absolute um, uh, big help in, in terms of creating uh, our uh, editing the pre-recorded stuff. And there is so much light correction and I mean, so many things that are available in that yeah, uh, yeah just normal editing is is one thing but i do have two or three cameras capturing the the feed and then i will uh, edit it based on what i want to show so let let's go a little bit to the premiere elements thing uh, so let's say you are editing your pre-recorded event or the the play um mm -hmm. in premiere so uh did you have did you also experiment with uh okay if i have this angle this angle this angle it would tell story in this fashion but now if i just change the order it might do something else so did you also experiment like that or you already had in your head that okay i have to show this angle after this angle after this angle so most of that uh, was done uh, during uh filming itself the, all the okay. experimentation so okay. once the of course the filming is done then you are limited by the choice of the footage that right. you have got uh, so most of my thinking or changing was done during filming I and mean, we did one uh, play 
that was recorded actually in two different because covid it was mm. possible so we recorded a portion one character here in the bay area and one character in austin with a different cinematographer and uh, for that uh, recording in austin i wasn't there mm. so i had to give them a short division of mm. everything that i want i want her to turn and look at the camera i want her to walk into the frame and all of that was written down in a long mm. list of things and obviously i mean not all of that got translated even after yeah. putting it down on a piece of paper so that's one thing i'm always um, amazed by that how much uh, of uh, meeting of minds needs to happen yeah. between the director and the cinematographer. Cinematographer, yeah. That uh, many times the directors feel that they want to do the cinematography themselves <laughs> because they, it, it cannot be translated. Yeah. But that is what uh, was done. Uh, is that all the all the things that I wanted were written down. And then if cinematographer gave me something different, it's just like the stage thing. If the actor gives me something yeah. different, I will accept it. Uh, it's the same way we did it with the all the footage that came from Austin. I had no control over the actual filming of it. Hmm. Okay, great. Um, okay, can we talk about the post-creation now? I mean, release, uh, when, uh, when you create your creations, how do you release them? How do you distribute them? And how do you market them? So for the stage creation, of course, uh, you arrange a show at a local theater and uh, then you sell tickets and people come and watch it. Uh, we try to do multiple shows so that the actors get a chance to mm. try something different depending on the audience response and uh, things. not so much playing to the gallery, but if they want to try something different. And it's uh, also uh, artistically satisfying if you are doing it uh, multiple times. So that's mm. what we do for on stage. And of course, we capture that with, uh, again, two video cameras and then uh, release it later on. For the ones that are streamed online or uh, done uh, pre-recorded and edited and released. Uh, YouTube is the great uh, uh, mechanism for releasing anything. Uh, so yeah, we have a, a channel on YouTube uh, that we use for uploading all our plays and our streaming uh, options. And of course, along with YouTube, then there is Facebook Live uh, that we have used and Vimeo is something that we have used for uh, releasing uh, the mm. final product. Mm. And uh, how do you market it? Like, how do you let people know that you have this? So we have Facebook groups. Uh, so we have our own page and, uh, and a Facebook group that is subscribed by about 2000 people. So that is the way. And we have uh, uh, email uh, marketing, which is also has about 3000 email addresses. Uh, so that's where we uh, announce it that uh, the online presentation is now happening on such and such date or it has been released on our youtube channel and here is the link so people can click on that and, and watch it and do you um, create possibly a structure for your marketing communication um, so st structure in the sense uh, there are different uh, avenues uh, like email marketing or social marketing now yeah. we have an instagram page right. for kala so that is another avenue uh, for, uh, for, but uh, there is a, a, a sort of a structure as to in the first week, we will uh, announce just the play. Uh, 
Mm. In the next week, then we will have a director's note. In the mm. week after that, we would have had a photo shoot. So the photos will be released and videos will be released. So there is a structure as to what goes out uh, on a week by week basis. Typically, it's a one month process uh, for marketing. Mm. Okay. Uh, what is the biggest challenge you face in your creation process? Time. Okay. <laughs> time is the biggest challenge that you you just run out of time uh, for uh, OBS it's uh, it's a two camera setup and I have worked in a KMVT studio in uh, in um, uh, Mountain View uh, which is a community access television studio so we have we did a TV show for three years for Kala one one show per month and they had a three camera setup so that is something that I miss in OBS and I don't know if there is any other software that can give me the three cameras and I can choose which one uh, so that's one limitation that's a challenge there um, lighting is a very big challenge because uh, I have seen that how much lighting can make an impact in a film that hours and hours are spent mm. on getting the right kind of a lighting mm. setup uh, when we are doing online uh, streaming of our place uh, lighting is a, is a big challenge i haven't learned enough uh, to get to the right kind of a setup there are always shadows in the back and all kinds of uh, uh, compromises that we make so that's one big challenge so uh, let's talk about this lighting aspect so uh, what then uh, have you done any like again pre-visualizations or some kind of tricks to uh, quickly understand the impact of lighting on your storytelling or directing process so it has uh, I mean as as the as the play is developing I know certain things uh, that need to happen uh, for different scenes mm. uh, on stage it is very uh, probably very structured because then you can have a spotlight on mm. uh, just a pair sitting somewhere or just an individual sitting or you can um, have a change in the lighting from warm to cool mm. and that gives a certain uh, effect uh, on the audience also mm. uh, denotes uh, what time of the day uh, that mm -hmm. you're having you have a cyclorama that you can use for different uh, showing the different times of the yeah, day yeah. Mm -hmm. when I'm doing live streaming I mean I there was a play that I wanted to show that the play starts in the evening and uh, it was just a 20 minute play but over the 20 minutes it starts getting darker outside and there was mm -hmm. a line in there uh, that the, the female actor says oh it is getting dark I should leave and it was very hard to get that change in a in a live stream so we tried different things because we have led lights uh, with california arts association so we tried changing the color but it was i mean people said that yeah it looked good but it wasn't uh, like a real twilight kind of a thing it will take again time is the, the biggest challenge that it will take time to get that right or there may be um, information available on that like what kind of a setting you need in the led lights in order to get this kind of uh, lighting i know that for <coughs> stage lights there are there is a color palette that you can mm -hmm. exactly select the color 
uh, and there is a number that you enter the number and you will get that light. Uh, mm. I haven't yet figured out or our lighting technician hasn't figured out all of the uh, different buttons that you can press mm. in order to get a particular effect. So there is a compromise there. Mm. And uh, has how has digital technology impacted your creation process? So definitely nothing of this was possible without the digital technology. I mean, even for plays that we do on stage, there is a element of uh, background music. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not as much as in films, but there are certain scenes that need to be accentuated mm -hmm. with uh, a background music. So uh, there is a ton of background music that is available on Dawn Music or Sound Dogs mm -hmm. or YouTube or any many other channels that you can download. Uh, so we use Sony SoundForge to download it. And then there is a very good uh, software called ShowQ system uh, that uh, one of the traveling touring company from India, they uh, introduced us to the show cue system where you can uh, put all your sound cues in an order. And sometimes you need one cue like a rainfall and uh, so suddenly a lightning comes at a particular point. The rain shouldn't stop. The lightning should come on top of that. That is possible in sound cue system. And uh, so we immediately adopted that as our standard. And I'm glad to say that the last visit to Kaberli Theater in Palo Alto, they said that if you have your uh, project in uh, sound cue, uh, in uh, show cue system, we can just import it. So even here, uh, it has been uh, adopted now by theaters. And every play that I go to in India, I see the same kind of uh, uh, visual on the screen of a show cue system. Uh, so, so I didn't understand when, when you said sound cues means what like uh, you what do you do exactly in show cue system? So there is a certain scenes to accentuate them. You need a soft music in the background. Right. So these are music cues or there is a gunshot happening at a particular point or there is a major uh, kind of a uh, impact that you need with uh, with a boom. So though all those sound effects or a phone rings. So you need a sound effect for that or a doorbell ring. So is it like, is it like you create a playlist of these, uh, yes. these sound yeah. effects and then, but then there has to be someone clicking on it to yes. uh, play yeah. the sound, correct? Yeah. So what I do is I, I create what I need and download all of them and put them in the show queue system. And then we have uh, some people that are trained on mm. using the show queue system or sometimes they gather all of the, the sound cues. Uh, that are needed and they are put in a in order so sometimes for a play we have like 96 sound cues that are mm. put one below the other and all they are doing is just clicking next 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 and it will play and uh, i will mark on the script that this is where i want the, oh, the sound okay. to come so so the person who is handling or uh, managing the sound cues would have the script in one hand and this screen in another and yes. then he's looking at the script and then when the next cue comes you can just hit next it, and then the uh, cue yeah. will uh, exactly. play and the cue will play and then you can um, release a, a cue on top of the cue that is playing just like the rain rainfall uh -huh. and the okay, lightning okay. effect uh, so show cue system is uh, another great uh, thing that we have. So before this existed, what did you have to do? Oh my God. It was so hard that uh, we had to get 
a playlist created in windows media player mm. and if you are not careful about stopping uh, a particular queue then the next queue will start playing and it was a nightmare that uh, the the person operating it had to be very very careful about not it going into the next queue that it had to be stopped oh, so it would automatically play the next it one. will That's automatically play the next track uh, okay, it's just okay. like playing a cd Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get it into a windows media player I, we had mm-hmm. not figured out how to make them each one discrete so it will not go to the next one mm-hmm. and uh, it was very hard and even prior to windows media player it was on a tape recorder that it is actually play yeah yeah so i the remember the technology from that from the sound point of view these are the the things that have helped uh from the video uh, and online streaming all the ones that i talked about like yeah. cps and adobe uh, nothing in, uh, none of these things would have been possible without the digital technology right right um and then in your creation process in directing plays like have you uh introduced any uh, process improvements innovations automations for for the activities that you do so not so much for automation improvements are ongoing so uh, when i'm creating i mean i always come across uh, issues that okay how do i do this and one good thing about youtube tutorials is that there is so much information mm. that is available so again uh, it comes back to the biggest challenge is time uh, so if i can quickly find a tutorial that tells me how to do a particular thing in a video Uh, mm. then i will quickly uh, do that or how to do certain things in photoshop uh, i can mm. i can do that so youtube tutorials uh, are are great help uh, for uh, making uh, process improvements uh, but not so much on uh, automation i haven't figured out how mm. to automate some of the things mm. and what is the vision for your creations and in general uh, i think uh, it would help Uh, me to understand like what is the what would future theater directing would look like so uh, not so much for future on stage theater directing because it has been uh, going on for hundreds of years and mm. it will continue to grow but for uh, for california arts association my vision is that we want to get into making something that is a consistent offering like a web series mm-hmm. uh, where it has number of episodes and whatever we have learned in uh, doing this rudimentary task of recording and editing or uh, doing live streaming uh, to get into a little more professional way and have a, a consistent offering where people know that every month or mm-hmm. every week there is going to be a new episode of that mm. so that's that's my vision that uh, the technology is available the talent is available it's the just the amount of will uh, and commitment for uh, for us to get into that space uh, because there is so much happening in that space that is becoming very popular mm. and we have what it takes uh, is just the question of learning all the tricks of trade and then making a time commitment for making it happen mm. and i asked this question to uh, some of my other guests as well uh, while doing while making your creation 
do you feel lonely sometimes <laughs> like you you are alone with your content and um, and i wish there was someone to help me uh, i mean not necessarily a person but like some some kind of companionship uh, would you appreciate that i think for uh, theater it is very different because you are constantly working with uh, other people mm. um, so all uh, the creativity and uh, improvements come through rehearsals so that uh, doesn't uh, doesn't make me feel lonely when i feel lonely is after the first reading of the play because <laughs> then i feel that okay should i be doing this because no actor has any idea about yeah, what yeah. the role is or they haven't read the script even if i have sent them uh beforehand so that is when i feel very very lonely and feel <laughs> that i need i need some 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 help uh after the first reading but as the rehearsals progress i think most of that uh enjoyment is through coming together with the actors mm. and and doing through the process i my uh, sh- i i don't enjoy the show uh, as much uh, the final product uh, it's just the process that i yeah. enjoy Great thanks a lot Mukund for your uh, thoughts and thanks a lot for visiting my podcast thank you thank you for uh, having me thanks for tuning in if you are a creator i would love to talk with you please connect with me through my website or social media see you in the next episode